right where you're at before Pastor Phil comes to the altar, not to the altar, to the podium, the pulpit to preach tonight. Let's go to lift our hands. We're going to worship the Lord for a few minutes. We have prepared ourselves by praising Him. Now we're going to worship Him a little bit and get our hearts ready to receive the word. Hallelujah.
together. Let's lift up the name of Jesus wherever you are. Let's lift up his name. We worship you. We magnify you, Jesus. Blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing, your grace, your mercy. Amen. It's great to get together to worship the Lord at this time tonight. Amen. As a church, wherever we are, scattered across southwest Florida, amen, locked up wherever we're at, we're still praising God. We still have the liberty to lift up our hands amen. and to shout with a voice of triumph. Amen. amen. We are doing that together. Amen. It's so good to feel his presence wherever we are. Amen. Because we know God is everywhere. And most importantly, he's inside of us. Yes. Amen. So wherever we are, there's where God is. So all we got to do is to call upon his name. Amen. And he will be there. Amen. Thank you for joining us tonight and worshiping with us. Amen. As um, our giving is online, if you want to go to the, our website, you can also text to give. If you want to text to that number, 239-734-7353. Amen. Uh, God will receive your text and offering as well. Amen. So thank you for your continued giving online during this uh, time that we are getting stretched out a little bit. Amen. Doing things differently than we've normally accustomed to, but we know that God is the same and he doesn't change. And so we're going to tap into the spirit wherever God is and we're going to follow him. Amen. And he will lead us to uh, great things and great revival. Man, as we're staying with the word of the Lord tonight, uh, the book of Psalms, the 37th chapter. Man, we're reading uh, one verse there. Verse 25, the word of the Lord says, I have been young and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. I'm going to read that again. I have been young and now old. And yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Isn't that great? We can stand upon that promise that we know that no matter what's going on, we know that God is going to be with us and for us. And I want to talk to you tonight from this title, The God of Provision. The God of Provision. Amen. You may be seated. Today marks day number 11. Of being quarantined, but who's really counting, right? Everybody. Day 11. Uh, some of you probably have been carving tally marks into your walls or your kitchen table. Uh, and yes, you do know that today is day 11. Uh, President Trump has said that he hopes we will all be released and back into uh, normal life by Easter. And I sure hope so. Uh, Within a few weeks, hopefully that will come to pass, but I'm not so certain because uh, maybe, just maybe, if we have peaked with this virus, uh, peaked now and begin the decline in new cases, uh, maybe if that has begun now, maybe we'll see each other on Easter, but I'm not so sure. Uh, I guess we will really know, we won't really know until peak day happens and then plus one for those that are counting. Uh, it will be soon, hopefully. But as each day passes, it is amazing to see and to hear all that has happened in a single day, a 24-hour period. So much can change. So much can happen. Uh, lives and businesses and homes can be disrupted all in a single day. 
And the only thing the world can really do is just to wait. All we can do is wait, wait till this passes, wait till this is over, wait in our homes and wait until we can come out. And well, that's what it seems like, at least it feels like what they do to criminals. Here's your cell, here's your room, here's your home. You can't come out until we say you can come out. And anxiously waiting just produces more hopelessness and fear and anxiety and because there has to be some kind of input of goodness into our human minds for us to stay somewhat balanced and normal and focused in this world. And uh, we need a constant intake of smiles, of, of laughter, of, of joy, uh, of happiness. We need that to come in, to feel somewhat normal in this world. And the media isn't going to give it to those that are waiting and social media's intake isn't doing us any favors either. Thankfully, the people of God have a channel that we can turn to to get that joy, to get that happiness, to get that strength that we need. And that is through the Holy Spirit in our lives. We have a direct line with God Almighty. We have a direct line and access to God and all that we need is in found in his spirit. And so while this world may be waiting for the government to get a handle on all of this, the people of God are not waiting on Washington for our answers. No, we are waiting on the Lord. We are waiting on our God because our faith and our trust is in God. Isaiah 40 and 31 says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Because if you're waiting on the world, then you're going to get weary. But if you're waiting on the Lord, He's going to lift you up. He will keep you. He will encourage you. He will comfort you. And every time, whenever we call upon His name, He will be right there. And so if we have a choice to wait, I choose to wait on the Lord Amen. because that is going to be so much better for me in this time and whatever my situation is. That David, the man that penned the words in our text, learned to wait upon the Lord. And he said, I have been young and am now old, and yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Every time I waited on God, he's been there for me. And not just me, he's, we've observed this word, uh, this truth with every one that is righteous. Every righteous saint, every righteous person of God, uh, we know this truth applies to them. I have not seen God forsake the righteous. He always comes through for them, no matter the situation, whether famine or foe. Whether God helped them through that, whether pandemic or plague, the righteous were not forsaken. Whether the valley or through a virus, God provides for his people and he will always be there for them, for those that are waiting upon the Lord. Because we serve the God of provision. He provides our need no matter the situation. I know that I can turn to him. I know I can just call upon his name and he will be there in the time of need. Amen. One of the Hebrew words and meanings for provision is 
food, meaning food. And we know we can identify with that definition, uh, but more specifically, when referring to food and provision, it translates oftentimes into the word venison. Venison. And so for all the hunters out there, if you've ever brought something home with you that you can put in the freezer, then I would say that you've met the God of provision while you were voluntarily quarantining yourself out in the middle of the woods. And that crazy is it for us to say, well, I'll just go out to the woods and lean against a tree for eight hours. And hopefully the God of provision will show up. And uh, we don't mind being quarantined then, but uh, we get a little stir crazy in our homes and in these times. But I personally have been hunting a few times. And let me tell you, there are times where I have met the God of provision. And there are times that I came back almost an atheist because the God of provision did not show up for me. But think about it. Think about that if you're out there hunting or fishing, whatever the case may be. God tells that deer or that animal to, to go down that path at that particular time and to turn by that tree and all to make sure that it crosses right in front of your path so that you can bring home some food or that fish will bite that hook that just happened to be swimming by at that precise moment. That is the God of provision at work in your life. But, but let's zoom out some and away from the forest and apply that foresight to any situation. Wherever you are, whatever situation you are in, whatever the need is, whether food or deliverance or healing or salvation, the God of provision has already has something on the way. It's already headed to you in your direction. You need, your need is already being met. The deer is already on its way. It just hasn't arrived yet. Or, or the deer is at your tree stand and you haven't got to the right place yet. Either it's on its way or we're not in the right place to receive the provision. And so... I cannot speak for the unrighteous or the ungodly or the unbelievers of this world, but I can confidently say that God will always be there for the righteous. He will always be there for them that love him and that are searching for him and seeking him out in their lives and are waiting upon the Lord. God will always be there for his people. And that is what we are going to explore Tonight and possibly the rest of our quarantine days is seeing how God provided for his people and what he did for them. We, we will begin at the beginning where everything was perfect. Adam and Eve were enjoying prosperity and the economy was booming and they had everything they could ever need. Food, clothes, toilet paper. Everything they needed. They, they worried about nothing. They had every need met. And they had church. They checked in with God every day. They walked with him. And they kept their spiritual life healthy. But then one day something happened. Something entered into the garden. And Adam and Eve contracted it. 
not by eating a an animal or a bat or 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 something else, but they contracted it by eating a delicious looking fruit. And this this virus, this this uh, pathogen, opened up their eyes, and they begin to see everything differently. The world they lived in had suddenly changed. They started practicing social distancing. They kept to themselves and there wasn't any uh, N95 masks available. So they created a homemade hazmat suit with fig leaves and they tried to cover themselves up and to keep them uh, away. And they, they quarantined themselves and they, they hid from everyone and even hid from God, which at that time, hiding from everyone was really just hiding from God when it was just them too. Uh, and so they were uh, quarantining themselves, and then uh, all of a sudden, one day, everything was fine, and then sin entered the world and infected and corrupted all that was good. Uh, and so God shows up to assess the situation. God, knowing everything, he already knew what had happened, but he wanted to hear it from the culprits themselves and figure out what exactly uh, their minds happened. Uh, and so, now mind you that God had created uh, everything on the earth and, and, and now has been infected by, by sin, by this uh, corruption that has uh, came into the world. And Adam and Eve were responsible for this coming in and ruining everything. That's like if you've ever made something really nice uh, and then somebody comes along and wrecks it and destroys it and, and just it just gone in a moment. Or, or maybe when you were a child, when you were allowed to go to the beach uh, and you made a sandcastle and your brother or sister come by and kicks it over and, and, and wipes out your beautiful masterpiece or, or something like that. That's that's basically what Adam and Eve just did. God made everything good and. Uh, and all of a sudden now sin comes in and, and corrupts the whole world. Uh, and so that's what they just did. They ruined God's sandcastle. Now, in my mind, at this moment, God uh, could have done one of three things. He could have won. He could have wiped, that, wiped everything out and just, just started over. Uh, because in the grand scheme of things, we're still in the very beginning of all this. And... Uh, no one would really know if I hit the reset button and just start over. Uh, God could have easily done that. Uh, number two, he could have given Adam and Eve the boot and just says, good luck, you guys. You made this, you messed up this world. Now go out there and uh, uh, try to live in it. Or, lastly, he could have become the God of provision. Knowing that he didn't make this mistake and he didn't mess this, this world up because he created all things well. Uh, he could have chosen option number three and to, to become the God of provision and to help out his creation and, and to be there for them when they fall and make mistakes. And to, to guide them, to instruct them, to lead them and to provide for them. And thankfully God chose option number three because in that 
we get to see that God is full of mercy and he is full of grace. Even when we mess up, we still have grace that is there. We still have the mercy of God that is there to, to, to save us. And I don't know about you, but I need grace in my life. I need more of God's mercy in my life. And thankfully, his mercies are new every morning because I need them and, and you need them and we need them. This world needs the grace and mercy of God. And I'm thankful that we can find that in the God of provision. That he just doesn't provide our food and our material needs, but he gives us the grace that we have opportunity for salvation to come into our lives. And without that, we would not be here tonight. So thank God uh, that we serve a God of provision. Musicians, if you would come. When the righteous make mistakes and mess up, even when they do that, even when they disobey the commandments of God and, and, and turn their backs on him and, and hid themselves uh, from God as they got to walk with him in the cool of the day, even when they did that and defied uh, God's commandments, still God did not forsake them. Still, he did not leave them on their own. He said, no, I am a God of provision. I will still come to you, come to your aid, come to your help. And, and he doesn't just kick them out and say you're on your own. No, the Bible says that God even clothed Adam and Eve. He went down there and he saw that they tried to correct things and they tried to make themselves a, a covering or a, a, a clothing uh, with fig leaves. But God says, no, that's a nice try, but that's not enough. You still fall short. Even in our best, the best that you and I can do, we still are going to fall short of the glory of God. Doesn't matter how good of a plan we have, it's not going to get us to where God needs us to be. No matter how smart we are or how much money we have or how much resources we have stocked up in our closets, it's not going to get us to where God wants us to be because we have been corrupted by this world, by this sinful nature. We have been born into sin and our best efforts are not going to cover us uh, from the effects of sin in this uh, situation that mankind is in. No, the only way out of our situation is by following the plan that God has Amen. set before us. Amen. We think just by being a good person or, 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 or helping out the needy and, and doing good things and good deeds in this world, it's nice, but... Uh, Adam and Eve tried that as well. They tried, they covered themselves and realized they were naked and said, oh, we should cover ourselves to be uh, more modest. Uh, even in their efforts, God says, that's not how I would want it to be done. And so we have to realize and we have to understand that no matter how many good deeds we have done in this life, if they don't match up with what God has planned for us, we're still going to fall short Amen. of his glory. And so the Bible tells us that uh, God came down and he, he sacrificed the innocent blood of animals. And he took their, their skins and he made 
uh, clothing for Adam and Eve. And so God covered mankind's shame and he covered their nakedness with the innocent uh, shed blood. Uh, and so he didn't have to do that. He could have let them go with their fig trees and their fig leaf made aprons into the world. But God is a God of provision. And he understands and he is always going to provide for his people. Even when we make the mistake, God will say, I'll be there to help you fix it. I'll show you what you need to do to turn from your ways and to start following me. Uh, even though you have sinned. I will provide a sacrifice for you. I will provide a way out that will cover you properly in my eyes. And the only way that that happens is through innocent blood that has been shed. And so he clothed Adam and Eve with the, the animal skins that had been killed for their sacrifice. And he, he, he told them that uh, he instituted the, the sacrificial system where we have to do these things to cover our sins because we serve a God of provision and he will always make a way. Uh, and so for that sin problem that came in and corrupted the world, God said, I will personally see to it that I will take care of that problem. The problem that I did not make or start or create my, my people did that. Adam did that. Eve did that. They created this and allowed this sin to come into this world. And that sin problem, I personally will deal with it myself. And uh, as God pointed to the serpent and he said, the seed of the woman is going to bruise the head of the serpent. And, and many years later, we see that Jesus arrives on the scene and scripture tells us, that Jesus, that man, Christ Jesus, was God himself, robed in the flesh, manifested in the flesh. And he arrived on the scene for one purpose, to shed his blood for the sins of the world. To provide that covering that mankind needs, covering from sin. To have their sins washed away and erased. Only through the blood of a sinless being to provide a way out of our sins, our troubles, to provide a way out of our addictions, our God made a way. Because Jesus is the God of our provision. Jesus is the one that we cry out to. Jesus is the one who came and took our sins upon his back and he carried them to the cross of Calvary and he was nailed to the, to the cross and he shed his blood for you and me and that shedding of blood provided a way that we can have uh, that uh, relationship with him again. But we can walk with him that uh, unrighteousness can be covered by God's innocent blood and now we can walk with him as Adam did in the cool of the day. But if you need God in your life, you need to follow the plan that is, is established in the Word of God. You can't go off and only get pieces of it and this little piece and this piece. No, all of Scripture comes together and aligns perfectly. Uh, and so we have to follow the plan of salvation laid out in the book of Acts. And 
uh, we see Acts 2.38, we know that we first have to repent of our sins. And that means that we have to ask God to forgive us of our sins. We, the Bible says all have sinned. All have fallen short of the glory of God. We've all messed up. But we just have to admit now that we have messed up. And if we, are, if we confess our sins, the Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. But we have to say, God, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. And God is a, a, a God of provision and he provides a way to cover our sins. And then we need to be born again, as Jesus talks about in John chapter 3, 3 and verse 5. You need to be born again of the water and of the spirit in order to see and enter into the kingdom of God. Uh, and so that means we need to be baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. We need to be baptized in the name that is above every name. There's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. And that is the name of Jesus. And so if we do everything in Jesus' name, why we need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And, and Matthew 28, 19 says, Go ye therefore baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Well, let me tell you what that name is. The name is Jesus. Jesus is the name of the Father. Jesus is the name of the Son. And Jesus is the name of the Holy Ghost. He told that to the disciples. And what do we see them doing in the book of Acts? Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 19. We see everybody being baptized in the name of Jesus. Uh, and so we need to follow the scripture. We need to follow the commandments that the uh, apostles preach. And that is to be baptized in Jesus' name. And if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name, you're walking around with fig leaves on. Because Jesus says the way that I need to do it, you need to do it, is in Jesus' name. And so if you have not been baptized, your sins have not been washed away. And you need to do that uh, tonight or tomorrow. You need to get a hold of somebody. You can reach out to us and, and, and call us or message us. We will find a way to get you baptized in Jesus' name if you have not done so. And after being born of the water, you need to be born of the Spirit. You need to receive God's Spirit in your life. Without that, we really have nothing. We don't have that access uh, to God. Uh, you need, you'll know that has happened. When your lips start to stammer and then you begin to speak in a language that you do not know. That's speaking in tongues. That's the spirit speaking through you and flowing through you. Uh, you may not know what you're saying and that's fine because it's the Holy Ghost that's moving. It's the Holy Ghost that's speaking through you. And so that is the process of turning us from the unrighteous into the righteous people of God. That is cleansing us and washing us all away, being born again not of this world, but being born of the Spirit. And all because God has made a way for us because He is the God of provision. He will always make a way for His people. And so as we begin to sing tonight, as we begin to worship Him, why don't you just call upon that name wherever you are, in your room, in your living room. Just take a moment and begin to call upon His name. Jesus, Jesus, I need you in my life.
of the name. Come on, let's cry out to him. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for providing for us, for always being there. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for your presence that we can feel no matter where we are, God. We just call upon your name, and there you are, because we serve a, a God that provides Amen. and looks out for our needs, and you will always be there with us. No matter what we're going through, no matter what the situation is, no matter the day, our God is there and he doesn't change. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. You're dismissed tonight in Jesus' name. Let's go and worship and testify of how God is doing great things in your life and to be that light and example and source of hope and strength in our communities and our neighborhoods because we have access to God. Amen. And let's let the world know it. God bless you all. You're dismissed. We'll see you on Sunday at 11 for worship.